Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to How to Eat to Save the Planet, the podcast that takes a comprehensive look at sustainable food production from field to fork. I'm Julie Smith, and I'm looking at how we can learn from the past to reduce our carbon footprint on the way we eat by learning some of the granny skills that have got lost in our shrink-wrapped, consumption-heavy, busy-brained lives. This week, I'm cooking up leftovers with Melissa Hensley, whose new book, Eat Green, is a celebration of making the most out of what we've already got and reminds us why cooking is the key to sustainability and reducing waste. She's reading your cupboards. What are you looking for there, Melissa? I'm loving going in Katie's cupboards. Do you know what? I wanted to bring Harissa, didn't I? I found Katie's Raz Al instead. That's going in. I had someone the other day that said, well, the Brussels sprouts have been in the fridge for three days, so I can't use them. I have to throw them out. And I said, no, they're fine. They're cooked Brussels sprouts. There's nothing evil in there. Don't worry about it. Three days will be absolutely fine. I'm going to just do a bit of pomegranate spanking. I went to La Cucina Caldesi, a cookery school in the heart of London, with owner Katie Caldesi to watch Melissa knock up a quick frittata out of the bits and bobs at the back of her fridge. I raided my fridge for you, Jilly. I have got here three carrots. Um, I have got... I'm going to cut into this pomegranate. Who knows how dry it's going to be? I feel like my mum bought it for me about six weeks ago. It looks a bit shriveled, I have it, to say. It looks shrivelly, but we're either going to... We'll, we'll have a look. I might throw it into the ginger tea that I'm making so we can have a ginger tea, yeah. ginger lemon, pomegranate, hot tea. And then you've got your water bottle, can't you? So we can chill it. And then when you go back on the train, you've got a nice hydrating drink to look forward oh, amazing. to. Amazing. And this is how you think. So you are not being fussy about... I mean, that ginger has seen better days too, oh, but it's still... It? fantastic we'll still get some goodness out of it and some flavor but the idea is that there is no such thing as waste in your fridge no and i love what doug mcmaster says isn't he waste is a failure of the imagination doug mcmaster is the author of silo the zero waste blueprint and the founder of silo the first zero food waste restaurant in the uk so today it's a frittata but actually, I was just thinking on the tube over, I was like, oh, I've had a few more carrots. I'd have made you a carrot soup because actually it's warm outside, but I really fancy a soup. I, I, I'm almost, I look in my fridge and I go, I go three things. Can I see a frittata in there? Can I see a soup? Or can I see some sort of stir fry or a sort of cold noodle veggie salad, which is lovely and refreshing on a hot day? I mean, all of those things I, uh, are my absolute staples. But I can imagine, and we'll talk to Katie Caldesi, um, who runs this cooking school in a, in a bit. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that that could put people off. How on earth do you imagine a soup? I just think, what's going to what's gonna fill me up in it? So the carrots and 
carrots alone might not necessarily fill you up unless you've got a lovely broth. So if you've got nice chicken broth or a beef broth or something left over, that's going to give it some body and some fat and some protein. But I've almost always got another type of root veg. So, you know, um, an odd potato, a bit of celeriac that no one wanted or... Uh, you know when you put, serve up food and you just know you've, the veg you know you're going to put on the table and the veg you know is going to be go first and the ones that are going to be left first. So I always know the parsnip or a, or a, a celeriac is going to be left. Or another thing to give it body, store cupboard staple, a tin of beans. Mm. So that can go in and that's lovely. And, and in the same way you'd add it to a dip to give it body, I add it to a soup. And then I just think, oh, can something lovely go on top like feta cheese or some? Le- maybe I save some of the beans and roast them so there's a crunchy topping. Or I'll just make loads of herby something or other on top. And you're bumping into basic nutrition along the line, aren't you? You're using your proteins, you're well, using... Said bumping. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> well, in that you're not sort of going through a checklist. No. You, you're, you're automatically ticking all the boxes um, that you need for good health. Yes, exactly. Well, maybe, maybe I do have a, an inbuilt checklist in the sense that fat and protein that's satiating so in my head I'm going what's going to satisfy me in this soup no one wants a watery soup unless you want a lovely brothy thing that you're going to add noodles to so I think what's going to satiate me well that's going to be fat and protein what's going to be you know that's good for me too and what's going to be how am I going to get my veg in so that's my carrots can I throw in some green veg too didn't have any you remember I said to you I've probably got some spinach in my freezer had none almost always got spinach in my freezer but I've raided Katie's fridge and she's given me some lovely herbs so the you know you you forget that herbs are greens too so that's going to add flavor and goodness as well and you would use the tops of carrots or the 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 fronds of of, uh, fennel yeah Yeah, exactly um they're delicious and radishes I cannot wait for radishes to be back in season yeah According to a UN study, one third of all food produced globally is wasted and is currently responsible for 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions. In the UK, Waste and Resources Action Programme, or RAP, found that we waste around 9.5 million tonnes of food in the UK at a value of £19 billion a year. 70% of that food waste is in our own homes. But these carrots here, you know, they really are old. The, these, these peelings are put into stock. Normally I just throw the whole thing in. At the moment, I can't decide whether to grate that or fry that. I might just grate it, you know. So this also makes me wonder about when you're actually choosing them from wherever you get your vegetables from in the first place, the market, the supermarket, whatever. You wouldn't necessarily be choosing pristine, perfectly formed carrots in the, in the first place because you... Have a, you seem to have a different kind of attitude. It's not about what they necessarily look like, that it have to be perfectly formed. Exactly. I um, um, Riverford's brilliant for that. I get my veg boxes from Riverford, and I'm sort of quite loyal to them in that, 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 that it just works for me. Um, I love them. And then if I'm at a farmer's market or another shop, I sort of... I, I find myself more and more going for the ones that... Like, a bit like I just said, going for the ones that I think people won't use up people won't take home necessarily now you're putting some olive oil in uh, a frying pan you've got chili oil too because i thought a bit of oomph would be lovely and what's the plan so i've just added some herbs in then i'm going to i'm just getting used to katie's very intuitive um hob uh and i'm going to grate the carrots i mean i've already got the knife out already because i just i'm brewing us some ginger lemon tea so normally i use a grater when i can't be Asked really to get a chopping board, um, chopping board and a knife out. One less thing to clean. I'm not sure that you weren't told us what went in the frying pan. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ch- oh, chili oil, olive oil, and a bit of thyme. 
bit of time oh, on it. Why are you too. crisping up the, the time? I would have, I would put that in at the end. Just, just because I just felt like I was smelling it. Sometimes I just go, oh, I fancy smelling like a big punch of time. I don't usually, actually. In 2018, a study of 2,000 adults revealed that only four in ten British people know more than nine recipes. 73% of those surveyed told HelloFresh that they feel confident about chopping an onion, but only half feel they would be able to cook a steak. Seven out of ten people rely on shortcuts such as pre-chopped veg, crushed garlic and ready-to-eat rice. I'm famous for making it up. Really. I'm making it up. I'm making that it up. is your thing and that is very important to... It's one of the main rules of sustainability really, isn't it? It's about having that confidence, and I'm going to talk to Katie in a little bit, about cookery classes and how that might give you confidence but you're you're a self-taught cook i'm a self-taught cook and then i guess i'm always learning i'm always you know just now i was thinking gosh what when was the last time i grated a carrot in you know or, or should i i thought about roasting them and then mashing them up and, and throwing it in like that i thought i had a bit of harissa in the um fridge and i thought about bringing that but then i told you i'm going somewhere with a fancy dress and so i couldn't bear the thought <laughs> of harissa oil being all over my top and also can i tell you selfishly i did have an onion uh at home but i just washed my hair and selfishly i didn't fancy going to this fancy event smelling like onions which i do most of the time so i think the onion would have added a bit more flavor so i give you something I'm to talk selfish. about with prince charles oh, i yeah. just oh, throw that one in him for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> well i don't even know if i'm going to get to meet him this time i have met him before we've had a lovely chat before he and i about seaweed you're not, oh, you're not. You're not actually supposed to um, talk about conversations you've had with HRH. <laughs> so I just did a little bow as I said HRH. But he's super into sustainability, isn't yeah. he? I love him. Every time I meet him, I think he's so knowledgeable. And anyone that wants to talk about nature, a deep respect for farmers, eating more veg, having good food available to more people, I, I'm a fan of. Yeah. And I will get to do an episode for Leon Presents How to Eat to Save the Planet from Highgrove if it kills me. I've got no doubt that you'll be able to. I will be in there. So what are you doing there with the parsley? Um, well, I'm just having a little look at it. I might chop some of the stems in, actually. So the, the grated carrots are frying. I've also put the ends in just so I didn't grate my knuckles off because I don't want to bleed all over HRH. <laughs> I genuinely am probably not going to see him. Um, I'm actually going because it's... Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm an ambassador and I do cookery classes for the Prince's Trust and, I'm, and I also, there's another charity within the Prince's Trust called Women Supporting Women, which I'm an ambassador for. So I get invited to lots of lovely things and today's one of the awards where you, you honour um, lots of young people that have been doing wonderful things in their communities and, and all of it ties in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Physical health, mental health, taking a moment for yourself throughout the day. You, I mean, you are right in talking about that sort of more holistic attitude. I did bring my onion. You brought your onion. It rolled in. I will be smelling. Okay, so that is part of your leftover bag. Now, normally you start off with chopping up your onion and frying it off first for some time before adding any carrots or or, or parsley. Um, How are you going to do the the onion now then? Well, just, I mean, if none, none of you mind, I'll just sort of add it in right at the end and it will cook for a little bit. It'll be, you know, it will, t- it will mellow because it'll been slightly cooked. I might just put a little bit of it in. I might put it on the top, actually, for decoration, like a nice red onion ring. How about that? Lovely. I love this kind of thinking on, on the go. I'm just going to have a quick chat with Katie while you're right. frying your, your stuff there. Katie, the way that Melissa is cooking, it's very intuitive. She's got a lot of confidence. She's self She does a lot of it, obviously. Yes. The people who come to Cucina Caldesi are coming here for cookery lessons, but probably 
quite a lot more as well. Yeah, so when we get a whole variety, people who have been cooking for years just looking for more dishes to add to their repertoire and then we get people who have hardly ever cooked before and want to learn where to start and how to use a knife and and how to season things people are very worried about seasoning and they're very scared of salt and then things don't taste very nice if they don't use enough salt and then they never want to do it again yeah so and it is that it's interesting that you use the word scared a lot of people feel scared mm. about cooking in the way that melissa is a lot of people would just wouldn't be able to get their heads around mm. cooking leftovers because pe- a lot of people like to follow a recipe and they want to follow it exactly and be told what to do and what steps and what um, ingredients and what amounts to use so to get people to go off piste is interesting and sometimes when I'm teaching I try to say you know I'm not going to let you use a tablespoon just guess it just guess the amount of olive oil in a pan and it's lovely to be able to give people that confidence to be able to do that slosh the oil in don't worry about measuring just do it and does it take them quite a while to actually do that, to get the confidence to do it? Yes, well, I only see them for a day, but then you hope that maybe you've given them some confidence to go home and be able to improvise at home. In the course of the lesson, definitely. And, they, and I love to watch people taste the food that they've made and go, oh, it's nice, and, you know, you think, oh, that's so lovely. And it, you know. Yeah. Cucina Caldesi opened back in 2005. Yes. You've had a lot of cookery lessons here. I was here in 2005 cooking with Gennaro Contaldo. Um, amazing. Um, how much has it changed according to... I mean, how many people actually want to learn to cook with their leftovers? How big is sustainability a part of the way that... the reason that people want to cook? difficult question because I suppose when they come here they're not cooking with leftovers and we're cooking with ingredients and we're teaching them to cook from scratch rather than how to use leftovers but I like to give those tips along the way and I like to tell them how to freeze their peelings so that they can save them up to make a stock and that kind of stuff so I'm imparting knowledge about using leftovers but I'm not teaching them to do it I think a lot of people are scared of leftovers because they think they're going to be poisonous in some way. British food labelling has been accused of being too confusing, which generates waste or is ignored. We have two labelling systems in the UK, a use-by label, which warns of the dangers of food poisoning, and best before, which is the manufacturer's estimate of the period within which you can eat the food in its optimum condition. I had someone the other day that said, well, the Brussels sprouts have been in the fridge for three days, so I can't use them. I have to throw them out. And I said, no, they're fine. They're cooked Brussels sprouts, there's nothing evil in there. Don't worry about it. Three days will be absolutely fine. But people are very nervous of sell-by dates and use-by dates, and they're confused, and they are very cautious, over-cautious sometimes. And I also think you should trust your nose, and not enough people trust their nose. They're looking for dates rather than trusting their nose. Does it smell good to eat? Then it probably is. And if it smells at all rank, throw it away. Research by the Food Waste app Too Good To Go found British home cooks threw away 720 million eggs in 2018, with one in three people saying they bin any cotton that is out of date. Eggs in the UK do not have a use-by date. But of course you have to be very aware of health and safety. So what are the actual rules that you tell people in terms of using up leftovers? Um, Well, if it's meat or something like that, if it's cooked meat, I would give it, say, four days in the fridge, maybe. For me at home, I would make it last long. I would use it longer than that, but I trust my nose and I trust 
my judgment. I remember going to stay with a friend of mine in Hungary and she cooked a goulash on the day I arrived. I then went on a 10-day tour of Hungary, came back to her house and she served me the same goulash on the 11th day. And I lived to tell the tale. And my father-in-law used to make a ragu every 14 days and have that ragu, that lovely Tuscan meat sauce in his fridge. And he would use it up over 13 days and make it again on the 14th day. So I think meat is okay for longer but legally safely wise you know I'm, I probably encourage that. Yeah. According to nhs.uk it's important to store meat safely in the fridge to stop bacteria spreading and avoid food poisoning. We should store raw meat and poultry in clean sealed containers on the bottom shelf of the fridge follow any storage instructions on the label and do not eat meat after it's used by date and keep cooked meat separate from raw meat and ready to eat foods in general. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Your father-in-law is, of course, Italian. Your yeah. husband is Giancarlo Caldesi. Uh, Italian through and through. They have a different attitude to sustainability, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they would not have thrown anything away. And the same with my parents. I think once you've lived through the war, you're never going to throw anything away ever again. You just can't. I was brought up with everything was put into the fridge for another day. Well, that'll make another meal. Don't throw it away. I'm horrified when sometimes I go to friends' houses and they just take, pack up everything at the end of a meal and put it in the bin. And I'm like, if you don't want it, can I take it home? Because I can't bear waste. I yeah. can't bear it. Yeah. 
When I've advertised courses as to how people can control their kitchens, I think there's a lovely American term called a continuous kitchen, which is how to use leftovers and things like that. But unfortunately, nobody seems to want to come on those courses. But actually, that, those are the skills that yeah. people need on yeah. a day-to-day basis. They will now, after Melissa Hensley yes. has shown them what you can do with the back of your fridge. Katie, we're going to do one together, and we'll make it so fun that everyone's going to go, it's the best one they've ever been on. Good, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get back to see what Melissa's mm. up to. Oh, She's no. raiding your Cupboards. What are you looking I'm for there, Melissa? I'm loving going in Katie's cupboards. Do you know what? I wanted to bring Harissa, didn't I? I found Katie's Raz Al instead. Oh, That's perfect. going in. It's smelling absolutely delightful already. So you've got your carrots, you've got your uh, chopped parsley, including stems. You've put the, the onion in there now, and it's red onion. So <laughs> it's just looking yeah. very beautiful. And that yeah. Ras Al Hanout is so We've got the coriander, ginger, paprika, cardamom, nutmeg, turmeric, cayenne cloves, and rose petals. Delish. Right, that's basically done. I've, um... I've got, how many eggs have I got there? Uh, however many, eight, I think I've got there. Mm-hmm. Giving that a whisk. So it's, a, it's basically like a little scrambled egg you're it's making scrambled there. egg. And that you're going to put that in the frying pan. I'm going to put that in the frying pan. And as I say, I could have gotten away with not frying any of this off. But, you know, I do want a bit more flavour because I've got Katie, Katie standing there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do, I do um, have a bit more pressure on. Um, I've got about eight eggs in there. I'm going to throw a little bit of salt in there. I'm being careful, though, not to overdo the salt because, of course, I'm going to put some feta in. Now, Katie said that some of the people who come here for the cookery lessons are frightened of salt, frightened of seasoning, basically doing the wrong thing. Is there such a thing as the wrong thing? No, I don't think so. I mean, I probably am doing... I mean, according to who? Um, You know, hang on, I'm just checking my date. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll try it. I'll eat it, shall I? It smells good. So you're checking the sell-by date of the feta. I'm also going to try some of this feta. I think that's good enough for me. We're all trying it. It tastes absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah, it's going no, in. Nobody's falling down. No. So I'm going to put some in now. And you're just crumbling it up? Crumbling it in because then someone will get... I like it when there's a bit of molten... Should I put the whole thing in? I'm going to put the whole thing in. I'm hungry. I'm not going to eat dinner till really late. You probably won't either. I have to say, I probably used crumbled up ancient feta that's always sitting in the drawer of my fridge just to add a bit of flavour. It's my most used ingredient because I've always got half a packet there and I'm afraid it's probably a lot mouldier than yours. What what, what did you do before feta? What was your go-to before? Because that's... It's always oh. nice to have something that will sit around. That's the thing. That well, ch- oh, maybe yeah. cheddar, cheddar, but halloumi as well. Yeah. There's always some old cheese, isn't there, in the, in the drawer of the fridge. And, I mean, Katie, should I be worried about my ancient cheese? No, cheese lasts a long time. It is a fermented product. But uh, Giancarlo's parents used to have a, a cheese sauce that they would use up on pasta, wow. and it was called the sauce of forgotten cheeses. I and love I love that, that from the back of the fridge. And um, once you grate them all up, it's fine. The other thing I do with feta is sometimes if it smells like it's on its way out, it's I wash it. Or you can cut off the edges and the inside bit will be fine. Oh, that's interesting. I love that. I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to... Do you know what I might do? I'm going to throw some pomegranate oh seeds in. This is, so it's getting a bit now... Um, I actually... It's showing up a bit now. Oh, oh. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to just do a bit of pomegranate spanking. <laughs> Which probably I should have done when it's set a bit more, like it's going to fall down, but that's quite nice. I've got a bit cuckoo sabzi. I think I've said it right. Have I said it right, Katie? Yeah, the the um, Persian herb frittata, which, uh, well, well, I've just seen it on, I think I've seen it on Sabrina Gale's uh, Instagram. I've seen it on um, Yasmin Khan's Instagram. And just, just lots and lots, tons of herbs. Sabzi, I believe, is herbs. 
I, I better better have a Google and check I'm saying it right, but it's tons of herbs and they put walnuts and barberry and uh, dried berries and, and, and feta. Kupu sabzi is a traditional Persian omelette, typically served at the Persian New Year. The herbs symbolise rebirth and the eggs symbolise fertility. But now, obviously, I'm going to cover it with feta and I'm going to cover the herbs. So. That is so beautiful. You've delicately put lots of lovely bits of dill around the, the, the spanked pomegranates. <laughs> You're liberally kind of putting feta all around it. So it's got this gorgeous mix of the egg yolk colour, the white of the feta, the green of the dill and the parsley and the beautiful jewels of the pomegranates. I mean, that is a genuinely brilliant dish. Thank you, but do you know what will happen now? And I won't care if it does. As it grills, it might, you know, the herbs might start to burn a bit, but who cares? Like, it's bringing us joy now, and uh, it's certainly going to taste good. And if, it, if, it, if I cover a few bits by accident, that doesn't matter. No biggie. No one... I like that new one, the thing that we're just saying. No one's died. It's the new thing we're saying at the moment, isn't it? No one's, we're not dying from the feta. Right. Feta's in. I've definitely put enough salt. Um, I might as well just shove a tiny bit more of this on top because I just think it's going to make it even better and a bit more special. It's very unchefy. You shove things in, you yeah. pl- pl- plunk a bit of this, you, ah. you spank a pomegranate. It's, great it, it, it's all very easy and comfortable. Yeah. Is that the key to it? Yes. I just think, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I'm someone with very high anxiety, and I just think to myself, I say to myself a lot, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen is the bottom could burn. So I'll take my spatula and check that it's not burning. I actually took it off the hob so it stopped cooking. But what's the worst that could happen? The bottom could burn. Okay, what's the, what else could go wrong? Um, it could overcook and uh, it could be a bit, I don't know, claggy and a bit stiff. It will still taste delicious. If it's undercooked, I'll just shove it back in. Um, if it's too salty, I'll, you know, make something on the side, like a very tart... Um, uh, salad leaf and it will be okay. Like, what is the worst that could happen? Melissa's research for her book Eat Green found that bags of wilting spinach or salad greens were the most likely to be binned. She suggests whizzing them up into a pumpkin seed pesto with garlic, basil leaves and their stems, honey or maple syrup, olive oil and the juice of half a lemon. Pop the pesto in a clean jar and keep it in the fridge. You know, what you're talking about comes from experience, obviously. Yeah, but there getting are, things wrong. There are a lot of people who are too frightened to get things wrong. What do you say to people? It's your First of all, it's your dinner. If you um, can find some sort of joy and not stress with entertaining and change the word, change entertaining to hosting. If, host, if entertaining and hosting make you feel stressed, call it having people over. If you don't find any joy in that, if it makes you anxious in the week leading up to, you hate having people over the whole entire time, and then the next day you wish it had never happened, then don't do it. You don't have to have people over. You can go to lovely restaurants, or you can be their guest. Um, but but there is a lot to be said for enjoying people. And I, I actually think sometimes, and I say this to someone that, uh, as I say, has anxiety, is if something goes wrong, it actually makes for a fantastic story. If I burnt this now, you know, I would be like, gosh, like everybody's going to think I cannot cook. But you you would know that I would say to myself, it's fine. Everyone has a duff day. Yeah, yeah. It's just about feeding people ultimately, isn't it? This particular dish is something that if you were at home for example maybe at the weekend on your own or with your partner or whatever it's very easy lunch isn't it it's that's what I do with back of the fridge cooking I just whip up something for lunch and that's generally a a soup actually yeah but but this is but this is beautiful enough to serve 
to, to friends as well. Well, it, it is. And, and, I, and I genuinely, as I say, the herbs have come from Katie's um, bridge, as have the spices. So I, can, I can also, this is another good point, is use your nose. I can smell something catching now, so I'm going to turn it down. Yeah. So using the sensors. Using somebody else's easy. kitchen is one of the big no-nos, isn't it? You're doing fantastically well, I have but, to say. But, but, but actually, I think people could get used to cooking in front of people because I think another thing is people think everything's got to be lovely the second everybody arrives. But us cooking together now is actually more fun. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you have to take half a day off work to get food on the table and you can give people jobs. Yeah. Actually, giving people jobs is a really good thing to do, especially the harder jobs you could give them to do. So all I'm going to do now is just let it cook a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is see, yeah, we're, we're, che- we're doing the wobble check. It's very wobbly, so we're going to, we, we're going to, we don't want too much wobble, especially because we've got the herbs on top, which we don't want to burn. And I'm going to push the herbs down. But it is pretty, isn't it? It's very I'm, pretty. I'm slightly showing off. While we wait for the egg to stop wobbling, your book, Eat Green, is all about this. It's a fantastic read. It's got some amazing recipes, many of which I've used. But but actually what I found really useful was the kind of the cook hacks. Um, it's lots of interesting things to do with the leftovers, with cheese rind. Just give us some examples of your favourite cook hacks. Good cook hacks. So those those two lemon halves. Now, so, uh, you know, I was nodding furiously away as Katie was speaking because those peelings there, which normally I wouldn't peel, but those ones were a bit gone. I will do the same. I've got a bag of things ready to go to make stock. That can go straight into a pot to make stock. So I'm looking just now at my board, you know, what, what I've left over. All those odds and ends will go in. Those, so those odds and ends are the carrot peeling and yeah. the carrot top. And that the, it's the onion skin. The onion skin. Yeah. Uh, that will go into the, the veg pot, if not... Um, into the freezer those lemons I probably will cover with a bit of um, uh, I'll probably use it for a bit of zest later or actually I'm, this is Katie's kitchen so I'll, I'll let her have them but you know I would uh, I, my mum taught me about putting citrus in the oven when the oven's um, cooling down to make a lovely natural freshener which is great and you can put them in the bath and they bob around you can freeze um, use lemon halves and then take one or two no more than two and put them in a hot bath and they defrost in the bath and let this gorgeous aromatic smell out and, and Katie, you could do that with ginger too. So basically, the tea that I've just made us, we could just go and... Is your bath nearby? We could just shove it all over. <laughs> so that is now going under a hot grill um, just to get a little bit of, what, texture, just to kind of finish it off. It will, it will hopefully puff a little bit. It will, it will cook the middle, so just the top bit. It will hopefully puff and look a bit... You know, give it a little bit of volume. I'm keeping an eye on it, which is nice because we have put the fresh herbs on top. Mm. We don't want them to catch, and ideally, so I've sort of pushed them down into the egg mix. Mm-hmm. But a few might catch. Mm. So just keep an eye on it, really. And like I say, we'll pull it out. I'll sort of throw a knife in if it's if it comes out wet. It'll go back in. Yeah. No biggie. So we're just settling down to have our little ginger tea with honey and pomegranate, and you've just given us a rather interesting little tip. So this is, um, yeah, as you said, ginger and and the pomegranates that Katie and I spanked, the leftover that we didn't put in the frittata. Then there was some lemon juice and some, Katie's got some lovely orange blossom honey that we've we've added in. And while we're drinking this round of tea, I've put all the ingredients back onto the hob to come to the boil again, and they will simmer again. That can be a next round of tea. And then I'll keep on going, re-boiling it, well, simmering it. When I say boil, I mean simmer, um, until... 
there's no flavour left. And then I'll transfer it to a jug, chuck it in the fridge, add a bit more lemon or lime juice, and then um, ice it up and have it with some gin or some vodka for dinner. Well, actually, I'm not here, but Katie will. But that's what I would do. Katie says she's going to have it. And I'll probably get in the bath with it as well. And a nice, and a nice, lovely murder mystery drama. That's my dream evening. I think that's, that's, that's okay now, that I would say. Perfect. That is beautiful. So just say what you're looking for in that. Well, I'm looking, I've sort of, I've, as I put it down, I can see there's no wobble. I, I'm touching it, I can see that it's okay. If there is any soft bits, it could well be chunks of molten feta. And um, it will carry on cooking in, in there anyway. So we'll leave it for five minutes. Um, and then we'll turn it out and we'll chomp on it, Jilly. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank what you. a total treat. Studies suggest that our ancestors have been cooking for over a million years after they mastered the art of fire making. Yet children are leaving school without the most basic of cookery skills. Melissa's Fridgerade is a fun, cheap and super sustainable way of using up leftovers and reducing our greenhouse gases. But it exposes a vulnerability in our heady lifestyles. By losing touch with our senses to sniff out the food that's gone off in our homes, we've lost our common sense to make the most of what's under our noses. And that costs us the earth. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Acast for hosting. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe, add it to your favourites, and leave a comment and share wherever you can. I'll see you next week for the last in the current series of Leon Presents How to Eat to Save the Planet. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.